What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. Today, we've got special guest Chris from E3 Spark Plugs, and we got Bubba from Black Bear Off-Road. We're going to talk about Overland over weekend. To the S3 what is up? What is uh, up, man? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. First podcast of the year. Give a give yourself a pat on the back for putting up 2021. 2020. We survived 2020. <laughs> God and Bubba, I don't know how. I mean, I know it's been shitty for a lot of people in 2020, yeah. but Bubba, I feel like you've been crushing it all year long, and you just want to come up. I like that energy, man. I noticed that people were resting, and I throttled down. Yeah, I'm not seeing media come out. I'll be the media. I'm all about the come up. <laughs> So I'm worried about 2021. The big companies are like slowly getting back going and they're like, who is this guy in our way? What is this guy? But it's too late. The machine's created. He's already up. <laughs> You're like, I'm off and running now. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So what are we talking about today, Jesse? I mean, I just kind of jumped on here. Uh, I don't even really know the topic other than we are going uh, dandy overlandy this weekend and uh like for for me and for jesse like we 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 do some wheeling but we hadn't done like the whole full-blown yeah see like we get dirty but like we hadn't done the whole overblown overlanding camping thing so we're picking january uh <laughs> in the carolinas go out there and, yeah in the carolinas when it's gonna be snowing and a low of 18 um so i know bubba doesn't get cold but i'm kind of concerned about the weather factors should i should i be concerned i was talking to jesse earlier and jesse was like i mean i think it's good to kind of like over prepare but i don't think it's actually going to be that bad what do you think like what do i as somebody that is i got nothing man i got a hammock <laughs> yeah so like so like what do we i'm trying to think of like what goes behind preparing for like an overland, like over the weekend kind of thing? I mean, wheeling is obviously different. I got my recovery gear, get some water, and I make sure I have, you know, enough gas to get back. So in a quick nutshell, like just describing overlanding, it's glorified car camping, right? I hate to break it down to that simple of a thing, but it's car camping. But I always say like, you got to have objectives or it's not overlanding. You're just car camping. So we want to go from point A to point B and then stay as many epic places as we can, bring food to eat, like try not to go into cities, try not to be anywhere that's not dirt road, whatever. So all you really need is your basic camping stuff. And then from there, it's all window dressing, right? So you got to have a good sleeping bag, warm clothes, and a way to make a fire, some water, some food. That's your basic stuff. Now, if you look at this Tacoma, that's in the in this pretty picture here. You'll see he's got it rigged out with you know the rooftop tent. He's probably got this epic kitchen setup. That is as you grow, you realize ooh the creature comforts make it worth the while. Makes it all hands down, so, hands yeah, down. Makes the experience better. But for your first time going out, you just need a good sleeping bag, some you know basically a thirty pack of beer and a good sleeping bag and some kind of rations. Whether it's Snickers bars or MREs or ramen noodles. And doors. I should yeah. probably bring my doors. <laughs> Absolutely need the stores. Well, <laughs> Honestly, right, though, if I'm making a, I, I would like to say I think the winter is the best time to overland. 
The reason being is there's less people in campsites, there's no mosquitoes, snakes are sleeping, and some bears are sleeping. So in Georgia, they don't really hibernate, but in the Carolinas, they're less likely to bother you this time of year. So you're like, there's less likely for anything to bother you other than the cold. So that's your only thing you have to worry about. You just wear more clothes, make bigger fires, stay in your vehicle longer. It's not a big deal. I would rather hey, deal with me. cold than deal with a busy campsite. All right. So since I'm a noob, I don't have a pretty little pop-up tent on the roof like y'all have. I got, you know, I, got, I have a tent, brown tent, but I don't want to sleep outside if it's that cold. So I'm not bringing that. I'm just going to sleep in the back of the Jeep. So my plan is a, is a little sleeping pad with a, with a sleeping bag on top. Tell me about sleeping bags. What do I need if it's going to be 18 degrees at night? A zero degree bag. Yeah. Which we found out is not very expensive. I was on the phone with Wooly earlier, and he was like, I mean, super overwhelmed, thinking like hundreds of dollars. I go <laughs> on academysports.com or whatever, and we're looking at the Coleman zero degrees for – 80 bucks 90 bucks so quick little tip if you have a zero degree bag a zero degree bag means you will live at zero degrees you will not be comfortable at zero degrees so if it's going to be 20 you don't want a 20 degree bag you want a zero degree bag so that's kind of how you buy your sleeping bag so like a summer bag is like a 60 degree bag even if it's going to be 65 70 75 whatever at night so just an idea but they're not that expensive like you can get a Coleman set up. Um, if you're buying a cheaper bag, it's not even a terrible idea to get a negative 20 bag. Like if you're going to go with a, if you're not going to go all out by a $500 sleeping bag, but you could. See, but, in my mind, I want to go all out if I'm going to do it just because I feel like a cheap sleeping bag. I'm just going to like sweat in it and it's going to get gross. It reminds me of the sleepovers I did in elementary school and, like, is that true? Like, I was reading some reviews, and they're like, yeah, it's warm, but the zipper, zipper gets stuck immediately, and you're going to be pissed off. You know, they're like, you kind of get what you pay for. But if you're going out for a first time, would you just entry-level it and, and get something and go, or would you spend a little money? I mean, see, I'm, I'm threading a $300 sleeping bag or whatever, but if I use it now and if I use it next month when we go to Winrock, and, you know, it gets cheaper the more you use it. Um, I would buy a $300 so sleeping bag. Uh, I was going to say, your your kids are going to be sleeping in the house over the weekend, borrow their comforters, like, (laughs) I I don't even go this far, I mean, I'm serious, like, this is one of your first outings, I would not be dropping even $100 on a sleeping bag, I would bring two, three good blankets from your house, and that honestly should just, just pile on, you know, layer up, Um, I've done that plenty of times, I woke up in Colorado to four inches of snow uh, that we had no idea was going to be coming. It was freezing and it was not, you know, super expensive sleeping bags. Um, it was just <clears throat> layered up blankets and stuff and, and that type of stuff made do. So for the first trip, that's, that's kind of my opinion. Um, if you really think yeah. that you're going to get out and start doing a lot more, uh, then absolutely go ahead and grab a bag. Um, you know, I kind of agree with Bubba. Three sounds a little bit steep um, for a bag, but at the same time i also really agree with the whole especially with how cold it gets up there grab the negative 20 bag because then you're actually going to be comfortable versus surviving through the night because that's the thing with you know when we talked about you know what exactly is this what are we getting into you know it's eat sleep wheel repeat 
I mean, that's, that's what overlanding is. Um, what people don't tell you is that it's exhausting. Uh, you know, this, this cool picture that I did out in Colorado, uh, you know, I did 4,300 miles in 10 days. And, and that's every at 11,000 feet of elevation, so you're really tired. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're, just, you're just in your vehicle all day, bouncing around as you're hitting trails and stuff. I mean, it's exhausting. So you want to be able to try to get that good night's rest. And that's where also this concept of overlanding, you know, what is it? Eat, sleep, uh, well, eat, chill, sleep, we'll repeat. Like, that's kind of, you know, you break down for camp at, at 3 o'clock. You start cracking open drinks, cooking up dinner, relaxing, sitting by the fire. Like, you're enjoying the location that you got to. Like Bubba said, get from point A to point B. Let's check out that new spot and let's chill. Like, I need Jesse to be cooking up some bomb tacos on Friday night kind of thing. Like, <laughs> And you don't do that starting at eight o'clock at night. Like you do that starting at five. Yeah, you yeah. never sit up in the dark ever, ever. See that like that like messes up with my rhythm. Like I'm already yeah. like at home. My rhythm is already like I'm up to like midnight or whatever. But as I think about overlanding, I'm thinking when the sun goes down, I need to be ready to knock out because when the sun comes up, that's when I'm gonna be up. You know, that sun is gonna is gonna wake me up first thing in the morning. That's why um, they make beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common thing for overlanders. Okay. <laughs> High gravity IPAs do fantastic okay. jobs for that. Um, yeah, I'm all about yeah, that. Because I'm really would just be roll with some blankets and stuff. See how that goes the first time around. I mean, don't, 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 uh, don't leave any behind. You know, bring, bring as many as you need. I'm going to be bringing a bunch. Um, you know, I'm probably not even going to bother with a sleeping bag. I mean, I've got one, and it may just get fully unzipped and get added as another layer. Um, uh, I use a negative 20 bag basically if it's under 40, and I paid 80 bucks for it. And I've used that bag for four years probably now. And I've used it in zero degrees in Michigan, and it's even good in, like, 45, 50. And then I'm blankets if it – I use a uh, – a wool blanket any other time of year. No sleeping bag. Yeah. You can see your bubba. I just don't picture you getting cold. <laughs> I'll lay on the ground. I'll lay on the ground. I'll dig into the dirt and just sleep in my hood. He gets up and just the earth is just steaming below him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I got the same thing. I got a wool blanket. It's like, it's really nice. It's that like black and red plaid on one side, wool on the opposite. So I think I'll... I mean, I think I'll be fine. I've already tried that out a couple of times, and it's one of those blankets that, like, if I put on in my house, it just traps all the heat in, and I start to sweat. So, and these, uh, though, it's the Everest rule. So if you freeze to death, we leave you on the mountain there. It's just okay. just put a flag through my body. Two concerns. Like, one is the cold. I just – I would rather overkill the cold. I can be hot as hell. I don't care. You know, like I ride mountain bikes in the summer. Awesome. You know, it's going to be hot. You just know it. You know, it's going to be hot. But like, it's the cold that you're always like, well, what do I bring? How many layers? So that's kind of got me a little messed up. The other thing is what Jesse was saying. The worst part of the cold is in the morning. That's like what you don't think about. You think, oh, when we get done wheeling and we're around yeah. cooking dinner. No, you make a fire. You're warm. You're like moving around. And then you get in the bed, you're warm from like being by the fire. When you wake up in the morning, that's the miserable point. But it, by then, you're cranking the vehicle, 
and you're getting dressed, and then it's time to start wheeling or make your breakfast. And even and time. even then, it's it's ten to twenty minutes tops that you're cold because as it's soon like, as you start moving around, breaking down camp, like you get warmed up. Like it's like getting out of the shower, like in the winter. exactly. It's just a burst. So yeah, it's over. It's my, my other concern is that yeah, y'all are gonna be like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and hit the sack, and I'm gonna be like, yo, it's ten o'clock, wide awake. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm, kind of late, I'm kind of a late night around the campfire. I'm a late nighter too. Yeah, okay. you're good. As long as, as, so, got enough, as long as you got enough drinks. <laughs> I, that so was, the, the cool thing, I mean, to touch on what you're talking about, like, you know, wheel, eat, sleep, repeat, all those things. A lot of times when I get home, I'm exhausted and I'm like, I thought camping was supposed to like give me the energy. But during the week, I get the energy of thinking back on what we did. So it's like uh, the camp time stuff is what I'm thinking about more than even the wheeling and like the stuff you saw. You're like, man, that was hilarious when that dude fell out of his chair or he told that story <laughs> or I didn't know this about so-and-so. And you're like, that was epic. And how was the wheeling? Oh, that was pretty good. We saw some cool yeah. stuff. I know? feel opposite. <laughs> I feel anxiety about the idleness of just sitting by a campfire. Because I mean, Chris, you might know, but like Bub and Jesse know, like when I'm done, like I'm done. I'll be like, all right, freaking ready to go. You know? Like, yeah, no, I, I saw it. Like I like, like I like the wheeling, but then it's like just sitting around. I'm just too hyperactive. I'm just going to be like, all right, so what do you guys want to go do? Which, like, should we go night wheeling? Should we go, like, I don't know, through with guns? Like, what should we go do? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. We can do all those things. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, the hanging out, the hanging out. I guess I just need to kind of adjust my whole little vibe and just embrace the hanging out, you know, and just kind of chill. I, I guess that's what you do. Uh, there to do with the day will wear you out, and then you won't have to worry about it. That's You'll another thing. I, I think I was originally concerned about that same thing of like trying to trying to deal with the change of like sleeping schedule, but I think overlanding all day like driving all day long will naturally exhaust you and maybe that'll be the case the first night but i think by the second night it's gonna be like i'm ready to knock out i mean well you remember we did like 50 miles in your pathfinder and i was in my cherokee like the trailhawk i mean we were like we can't do one more mile i'm exhausted i don't even want to eat any. i just want to go home and go to bed like yeah yeah. Well, I mean, that happens. But then you still have to, like, you still have to, like, set up camp and, like, cook your food. And then you're like, oh, I'm finally getting to eat. And it's dark. And then it's a few stories. And you're like, oh, it's kind of bedtime. You know, like. I was going to say, the night passes. It happens faster than you it think. Happens it's a like, lot wait, it's already 11 o'clock? Oh, man. And we got to be wheeling at 8. So you're like, all right, got to go. Yeah. The other thing I don't really get is the whole fascination with, like, preparing the food. Like, I can do that here at home. I was literally just going to go get some deli meat and just throw it in the passenger seat because God knows it's going to be cold enough. <laughs> you don't need a fridge. <laughs> like, a loaf of bread. Well, I mean, some... Good. Like, okay, I so I have, both, I have both buddies. Some guys just bring MREs because what they want to do is as soon as they get to camp, pull water, pour it in the MRE, and start drinking, right? And they don't want to deal with <laughs> the cooking. And then some people who like to cook, it's like a challenge. You're out here. You just have a two-burner stove and whatever you could fit in your cooler. And, like, the more epic you can make the meal, the more epic the trip was. But, like, <laughs> well, you got, like, seasoning and sauces. You bring <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I, have a, I have a round wheel that is all the different spices. Uh, 
I got the garlic butter and the filet. I don't know if you've seen the Mamba wheels, but they have the holes that's perfectly meant for your seasonings oh, to like yeah. slide in. <laughs> for the rear mounted wheel, that's where it's oh. at. A little bit of Goya oh. Bobo. I'm in. I'll I'll throw in some cash if y'all want to cook so bad. Because if not, it's horse head ham, man. <laughs> no, Jesse, Jesse, you need to do tacos one night, man. Uh, so, uh, so, so what, what goes into like the meal prep side of this? Um, cause like in my head, I just got Vienna sausages, peanut butter, jelly, and bread, like just for quick eats. But I don't know what goes into the whole like meal, the camping meals I, from Florida. I didn't really do much camping at all. Like it was just not a thing for me. It's hot. You know, I'm a big guy. So, like, Bubba. Like, so like Bubba was saying, you know, you got, you got, completely different train of thought it all comes down to the group and you know how how into food are people and everything like that jesse i know you're into food so you know if you want to cook up some awesome tacos like tacos is a super common thing for you know the camp meals and stuff it's easy you know you put it's basically you know a one one pan cook kind of thing uh you throw it on some tortillas and bam you got a, a bomb dinner um you know i've seen people do seared tuna and scallops out overlanding in the middle of Moab. Like, I'm serious. Like I've seen it. It's crazy. And so, yeah. you know, there's, so, there's a mix of everything. I've seen people do soup, like from scratch, do soup. And so <laughs> I've even done, I've even done uh, camping trips where we're doing pasta, like chicken and pasta dinners. Damn. Um, so, I mean, it all comes down to what you want to uh, do. I've made like a queso, chili con queso dip before that took like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all do that, man. Y'all do that. It all comes down so, to enjoy. I have a which makes it a little easier because, like, the stuff's not getting soaked and everything else. So, um, you know, Jesse, we can do some grocery shopping. We can go pick up anything and everything that we need um, to make it easier, so you're not spending so much time. Wooly, some of the stuff you can do in a prep side tacos, for example. Let's say we want to do fajita style. You, know, you chop up all your peppers and onions at home and you throw them in a Ziploc bag, you know, yeah, yeah. in advance kind of thing. Stuff like that. Or, or like pre-season your meat and that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. I always say every great overlanding trip begins at the grocery store. So like you're literally thinking like, all right, what's the least amount of stuff I can bring to make the most epic meal and like fit it in my fridge and then how will be the fastest way I can cook everything. And mostly – I think dinners I have as long as I want. Breakfast is it's like how fast can I make mm -hmm. eggs or bacon or yeah. sausage or whatever. Um, so I've even cooked um, like smoked sausage. I've cooked it before I went and then put it in Tupperware. So I just had to heat it up and not worry. Like, is it cooked through? Like, just go ahead and just warm it up and I'm ready to go. So Yeah. I've done pre-wrapped um, like egg bakes. So I'll mm -hmm. do like a massive like 16 egg sausage breakfast you know hash browns and stuff all in like this massive egg baked casserole i'll cut it up in individual sizes wrap it in aluminum foil and because it's in the foil you put those into the skillet and you're literally not even getting any dirty dishes um hmm. you know when you go to reheat it so like there's there's all different things that you can do to keep it fast keep it clean i agree with bubba breakfast it's usually nice to try to keep that fast uh whereas your dinners are where you spend more time getting something else because it's also that wind down time you know yeah, you're yeah. you're winding down from the trail so that you can uh relax okay that brings up another question i got what about water sources like uh, don't you have something on board chris don't you have like a whole bunch of water 
I have a 14-gallon water tank on my roof. Well, if you don't, like me, like, see, my thing is I'm, I'm really trying to get my head around this because I am minimalist as hell. Like, eight months a year, I'm in board shorts. Like, I don't even like to have a phone on me because it weights me down. So, I mean, look, look at the Jeep. No doors, no, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way I like to do it. So having to think about, like, shoot, man, I mean, it's going to be, like, 48 hours. I need to think about water. I need to think about water for me, for cleaning, for in case shit breaks, you know, or something. You got to have some sort of water source to keep an engine cool or something. I don't know. But, like, <clears throat> so if you're a noob, I mean, how much would you bring? I was thinking about bringing one of those, like, pesticide squirters, you know, that uh, – <laughs> did we lose Bubba? Yeah. Bubba's phone His died. phone was dying. <laughs> he said, eat your prunes, y'all. Um, <laughs> that's his little tagline. But anyway – um. The pesticide squirter, I was thinking about getting one of those and just having it for a while, just to be able to spray. Is that stupid? Like, what would you recommend to some people that are, are noobs for water supply? Because you damn sure need water. Yeah, I mean, so for uh, the, the biggest thing that it comes down to for water supply is understanding what you need that water for. So if you're talking about, like, if you're the type of person that absolutely has to have epic meals, well, then you have to have a real supply of water so that you're able to wash dishes and things like that. Now, some of that you can try and do in a Creek. Jesse, you've got that picture of Charlie's Creek there. I mean, you can rinse off and wash some dishes in the Creek. I mean, that's not, you know, yeah. a big deal. It's, it's food, you know, so you're not uh, polluting the streams or the creeks or anything mm. like that. So, um, so that's really kind of the big question that you have come down to, you know, Wooly, you were talking about keeping it minimalist and just, you know, having deli meat sitting in the pasture seat. I mean, if you're talking, all you've got is, uh, you know, sandwich meats and, sand and and bread and things like that. Well, then the only thing that you're going to need is drinking water. I mean, you don't really need anything beyond that. So every instance, you you got to evaluate your own stuff, how much you want to do, you know, because when I first started overlanding, the only water that I brought was what I needed to drink. Uh, then I noticed that I started needing some water to do dishes. Okay, I just used a couple water bottles. I didn't have a lot of dishes. The first time I made a lot of dishes, I said I didn't have any water. And I was like, I either need to bring more water or make less dirty dishes. <laughs> These yeah. are the two things that need to happen to me. Um, and then my very first time camping in the cold, I learned a lesson going to wash those dishes. Without hot water, greasy dishes just get worse. <laughs> so that's why I have on board instant hot water heater now, too. So, I mean, yeah. the, the overlanding experience just continues to morph as, as you go. Yeah. So, yeah. until so you've added 1600 pounds worth of crap to your vehicle. Yeah. But you don't use it year round. Well, I think it's, okay. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think to the point of like keeping it, keeping it simple the first time is kind of like understanding that you can survive and you can go out with these like simple things. You don't Absolutely. need those extra things because like, this is really nice or, you know, the, the creature comforts like i want to be able to make a dank ass meal for 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 my crew um but obviously that's not something you need to do every time well and jesse i love the fact that we're going with some guys that are experienced because i am going to take the fairly minimalist approach this time and just learn from it you know i'm gonna bring a crap ton of blankets you know and stuff like that uh because that's the only thing i'm seriously concerned about everything else i can kind of get through um but yeah, and, and, and I'm just going to pay attention, you know, if people are cooking, I'll watch and I'll see what they're doing. And, 
and go from there. Decide if it's worth it. I don't feel like, I don't know. I mean, if you've got six or so hours just to kill and you're just hanging out, you may as well cook big, right? And then the yeah, drinking yeah, is going to be a, the drinking is going to be a fine art of just enough to just kind of go <laughs> and be out, you know, and be yep. comfortable, but not too much to be just you know, enough whiskey to warm you up for bed. So yeah, I was thinking wine that'll warm my ass up, but that's a slippery <laughs> slope, dude. Because I will not want to be messed with the next day. The um, but, I think the I think the bubble would probably agree with me. The uh, probably the biggest thing to to kind of remember as you start exploring getting into this concept of overlanding and camping and things like that is that it's, it's impossible to get it right. The first time the entire experience, even at my level and Bubba's level, we're still learning. Like I'm still learning. I'm learning that I don't need to bring my instant hot water heater every single time. I don't need a 14 gallon water tank with me every single time. Like I mentioned, I've got 14 gallons of onboard water. I'm not bringing that with me this trip. Like, yeah, we're going to be in the forest for two days. I don't need 14 gallons of water with me. Um, so, you know, it's just it's constantly evolving. And the more that you get out in there and go, you just got to observe. And the best tip that I can give is that when you get back from your trip, like, Willie, I'm telling you to load up on those blankets, bring them with you, bring everything you possibly can. Um, you know, Jesse, I've been talking to you about bring a chair and bring a table because, you know, it'd be better. It'd be better to have it than to not. And the big kicker is, is when you get back from your trip, take a look at your truck, take a look at your rig, all of your bags that you packed, any uh, pack containers, things like that, and look and see what did you not touch. If there's something you didn't touch, make note of it. And the next time you go, you might not need to bring it at all. Um, yeah. Now, there's some stuff that you're going to, you know, it's always best to have and not need than to need and not have. But again, it's just a... It's always a learning experience uh, as well, you go, like growing with it. You know, I've got a, a little note section on my phone, and it's just got everything I need to bring when we go wheeling, you know, down to whatever, you know, walkie-talkies or two-ways or whatever. You know, it's just, so now I just kind of go, doom, 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 collect all the stuff, throw it in the Jeep and go. So I guess I'm going to have to have a similar type plan for this type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I found that to be really helpful because I'm not a note person, and for years I just, winged it you know then you always forget something stupid like a charger for something You're like yeah so um yeah i don't know if anybody's listening but just the notes in your phone man write it all down you know and prioritize it yeah but, for sure i don't know i'm stoked man i think yeah. cold aside the cold could actually make it really freaking epic and memorable and beautiful yeah. Supposed to I'm, be hoping, snow I'm hoping for actively snowing, man. That's what I'm, I'm hoping Yeah, for. I, I looked at the weather, and it looks like it's supposed to snow on Friday, um, but yeah. it's not supposed to snow after that. So um, if we – yeah, yeah, when we get there, it might be snowing. Um, but I like the idea of experiencing the snow without having the snow <laughs> type time. Oh, that I'm ready be, for it all, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it seems like the wheeling's going to be lighter than – you know, we normally go when we go up to like the North Georgia mountains. Like, is that kind of how overlanding is? It's not as like intense wheeling per se. It's more just getting to the next site, right? Or can as, a, you as a general rule of thumb, as a general yeah. rule of thumb, overlanding is not as extreme as off-roading. Um, it's more again about the uh, about the destination. You know, a little bit about the journey. You know, it's the, the, the time in the middle is always fun and, and you want to enjoy it. But um, 
but yeah, overlanding is generally not as extreme as, uh, as off-roading, but it all comes down to where you go. I mean, again, this picture right here, that was an off-roading trip and it's known to be some of the most beautiful and at the same time, dangerous trails in the country. So, um, still super epic. Whew. Yeah. I'm imagining right. where you were in the driver's seat and, and, and from your perspective in the driver's seat, like past that, oh, hood, there's anything. just, yeah, there's nothing. yeah. 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 I had a, I had a spotter, uh, you know, got me, and I, and they asked, I was like, how far away? You sure? <laughs> well, no, I was asking, I was like, how far am I away from the edge? And they're like here. And I was like, okay. And I just kept moving closer and they're like, stop. Oh man. All right. So, all right. So we got sleeping arrangements. We got food, um, recovery gear. I'm assuming that's going to be the same that I would bring for wheeling. Yeah. 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 I was going to say everything we've been covering has really been mostly like the camping side. Cause you guys right. are pretty experienced with the wheeling, but I mean, you know, when you're looking at an overlanding trip, it's basically camping and off-roading, um, is, is really what's happening. And so, yeah, I mean, you're going to bring all of the exact same stuff that you would bring with you for your off-roading and wheeling trip. Um, all your recovery gear, um, you know, I've got traction stuff. We're bringing comms because we've got multiple vehicles in the group and that just makes it easier to communicate and everybody understand what's going on. Um, you know, Wooly, you and I both had chainsaws the last time we went, like I'm still bringing that with me just in case. Um, so, you know, all of your typical, uh, wheeling gear will still be coming along. Uh, now you're just adding on that whole, we're staying out there overnight. So, yeah. Um, so particularly for me and Wooly, since we're sleeping in our vehicles, um, a lot of my like storage stuff is going to be outside of the Jeep overnight. Um, do I have to have any concern on how I uh, secure that or do I need to throw shit on the top of the Jeep so it's hard for anything to get to or what's what's that like? So in my experience, the big thing is, is as long as it's not if it doesn't have food in it, you don't really need to worry about it getting going into at least by critters by animals obviously people you know that can be a problem but taking people out of the equation you know the biggest thing you got to worry about is animals getting into your stuff if there's not food in it they're not going to be going in there they can smell it and if they don't smell food they have no desire to go into it um animals don't just break into things looking for food they smell food yeah yeah um, you know talking specifically to florida raccoons have awesome opposable thumbs and they can open almost anything. Uh, and so, you know, yes, I would highly recommend going all the way to the roof of your Jeep. If you're in Florida, or physically putting locks on everything, yeah. um, you know, Bubba had mentioned some stuff, you know, it's winter time. I don't think the bears are really going to be a big issue, but um, when you do have food that you're going to be keeping outside of your vehicle, um, especially trash from cooking dinner. You want to go with, um, I think they're typically called bear bags. Uh, they're basically scent proof bags that you put your food in. Uh, okay. You wrap it all up and it doesn't let any of the scent out. And okay. then you take those bags and you typically go hang them in a tree. Again, trying to make sure that critters can't get into them and you don't want them like in your tent because if scent does get out, they're coming for it. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so so I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll be fine if I like Ziploc my food, put it in a like a like a Tupperware container, whatever that has like the snap-on edges, should be fine. Yeah, yeah, that okay. should be fine. Okay. Um, 
as you start getting into the summer months, if you're going to keep food outside, I'd probably still recommend that bear bag though. Okay. Ziploc, I don't think is going to be good enough to prevent that smell from emanating out. Okay. So, okay. Dang, that's impressive. Yeah. Them dudes got a sniffer on them. They do, man. <laughs> they ain't no joke. And I don't want to wake up. I would not want to be in a Jeep and wake up to <laughs> a bear yeah. rocking it trying to get it. I'm just car. like, leave all my shit. I'm starting the Jeep. Yeah, and I'm going to fly. I wish Bubba was here because uh, not too long ago, I think the last time they were out, he woke up to coyotes circling. And uh, and let me let me see if I can get this straight. I wish he was here to tell it. He's got the rooftop tent on his Jeep, but it is not big. It's either big enough for his kids and his wife or him. So not both. So I think he was sleeping in the Jeep and and his family was above him. And then there were some people on like a ground tent and, a couple, you know, maybe one other person. And he heard them and he kind of woke up groggy, you know, and he saw that they were like kind of circling, you know, the campsite and everything. And he was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to shoot one of these coyotes? And wake everybody up to that, you know, which was yeah. kind of, and then finally he just was like, and he, he thought about it and he grabbed his keys and hit the panic button or something. And so, you know, like, oh, oh, nice. and Very they took smart. off, yeah. but he was like, dude, I consider myself a savvy, you know, prepared guy. But he's like, when it, when you're in a dead sleep, dead yeah. dark, you know, and you're out of your normal place, you know, your home and you wake up and you're kind of confused and you just see the reflection of the eyes and, you're groggy. If you wear contacts, you probably can't see anything. You know, he's like, you gotta, you gotta kind of be aware, you know, so have that kind of handy, but. Um, I mean, that was quick whatever. thinking. Honestly, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I'm feeling good about it. I still think I'm going to freeze my nipples <laughs> off, but that's all right. Yeah. Is there, I mean, nah, is there I anything? Is there anything that I haven't asked or, or that we haven't thought of that's, you know, essential for for preparing for a trip like this? I mean, I think the simple stuff, I mean, you know, Jesse, you and I have exchanged a couple of uh, comical memes and, and, and comic strips, you know. You, you want to be prepared for simple stuff like the bathroom, you know, bring yeah. a poop shovel. Yeah, um, okay. You know, for, for creature comforts, I have a, a seat. What the <laughs> hell is a poop shovel? You use it to dig the hole. Yeah, I don't know what that. I've got to go make that purchase tomorrow. Then, <laughs> Wait, why is it? Why is a whole uh, uh, priority when <laughs> you're in the woods? Can you not just kind of walk away from it? No, man. It's, you're out on other trails and stuff. You wouldn't want to have to walk over if you needed to pee and then step in some human's poop. So, no, no, you absolutely, you dig a hole and then you poop in the hole and you bury it. See, the reason I like the hole so much is I'm, so we did some research on this and I'm, I'm thinking the tree hugger situation, get a tree that I can wrap my hands on, lean back. My concern is I don't want my nuggets rolling down to the back of my heels. And so I've, I've got a hole. It's, it's, it's keeping all that where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And and the poop never touches the poop. Like you use it to dig the hole and then bury. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> so we also didn't talk about. So I need to bring <laughs> again. If we don't go overboard on all the spectacular food, it probably won't be an issue. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> so I got to think about toilet paper or wipes for yeah. that matter. Um, 
Yeah, I keep a roll on the truck at all times. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I gotta uh, think about dumbass stuff like contact solution and and stuff like that. I guess I just gotta deal with that. Damn it. I mean you can just go you can just go specs for the for the trip. I don't have any glasses. Funny oh. story about that. <laughs> They got scratched, and I tried to put some headlight restoration on them. <laughs> and that does not work on glasses. You are not you, work at all. Wooly, you are too deep in the automotive industry, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, This is the it. same, right? And for, for a second, it was, holy crap, this is going to work. And man, it, it, it dried. Flax <laughs> orbital, really the, the handheld like car wash orbital thing. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm in this thing. I I got it's contacts or nothing. Somebody's gonna have to drive for me because I'm blind as a bat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, again, you know, you can bring that stuff. It shouldn't be a big deal. So. Cool. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, um, sounds like all I got to do is buy a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, can I borrow your shovel? <laughs> <laughs> You can borrow the shovel, but the rule is, the rule is, when you come back from the forest, you must have the shovel touching your face. Uh, so I know that it's clean. Proof gotcha. that it's sanitary or what? Proof that it didn't touch the poop. Gotcha. Another thing I have, and uh, you can thank Corona for this, but I've got, you know, antiseptic wipes and whatever uh sanitizer in the jeep 24 7 i've got their own little like molly bags for all of those so (laughs) Uh, i'm set up to stay clean and i'm also thinking about i saw they have like the 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 refresh wipes at marshall's or whatever that like smell good i don't know if that's too much and i'm a shower like uh, i'm a morning and evening shower regardless of what happens that's right that's right so i I, i'm probably going to pick up some of those too to stay fresh I'm gonna love this. <laughs> I was gonna say I got you know again I've 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 gone levels up with everything. I mean I've got the instant hot water here, the 14 gallons, and I've got a mix. I've got in the shower room. So I mean if I got to break that out, uh, I might need to put the the water tank back on the truck. Oh damn! So, oh damn! Yeah. Wow. Ten dollars a shower. <laughs> He's out here hustling in the woods. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well I, think a, I think that I'm about covers it, though. I'm going to overthink it. I, I'm, I, I'm going to, but I don't want to overthink it. I at least just wanted to get some basic info on how you overland nerds think and, uh, and try and at least be sort of prepared. Cool. I can lean on y'all if I need something. But, you know, like, I, I don't... Absolutely. Y'all will give me a bunch of crap for it, and uh, no, no way. Like, That's the other thing about our planet, man. Like we're all we're all in the just just like so many other segments of the automotive industry and car culture. Overlanding is in that group too, and so we're we're you know no man left behind. I mean, you know, Bubba joked that if you freeze to death, we leave you out there like Everest. Like we don't leave anybody behind. You know, if you need anything, you know, whatever's on my rig, if you need it, it's it's there for you. Uh, and again, that's just what the community is. So. You know, there might there might be some joking, you know, and some teasing. Most of that's just Tacoma versus Jeep than anything else. So, <laughs> um, 
but nah, you know, anything that you need, man, uh, I think that you'll be fine as long as you got the ba- basics. Now, if you showed up with no doors, no blankets or anything, yeah, yeah, you'd get a hard time. But I know you'll be better prepped than that. <laughs> and I got the top on. Um, all right. Well, hell yeah, man. I guess I'll see you all Friday, man. Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Dope. Well, thank you for joining us. This is S3 Magazine. Reminder, we are also a print magazine. Go to s3mag.com. Pick up your subscriptions. We also got some merch on there. Uh, excited about this next issue that's in production right now. When is that issue coming out, Willie? When should that go to press? First of the year. First of the year. <laughs> Happy that, 2021. That was planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's looking pretty dope. Listen, I saw the cover of it. JDM, like all of the kanji on there. Can I? Maybe I wasn't allowed to share that. <laughs> You're fine. He's trying to have, I don't know, me and Guy. Guy is our designer, and we always try and like spit back and forth about some sort of theme or whatever. And I was like, yo, we've got, we got basically two imported Japanese cars, you know, and they were both kind of, they're dope, you know, they're just cool little cars and stuff like that. We're like, let's try a twin cover. Let's try and do like, total jdm style magazine and and you know go over the top with it and uh we'll see i hope people get it i hope that it <laughs> people understand and they just don't go what <laughs> like cause there's a lot of stuff going i on. think it, i think it looks dope i feel like I, 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 I it looks like something i had to get overseas so yeah yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to seeing it guys yeah, man. yeah hopefully hopefully soon i mean Guys putting the finishing touches on stuff. Normally, once you go to press, it takes about two weeks to get it back in your hand. Okay. That's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst part of my job, though, Chris, dude, because you got to, like, proof everything. You've already written it. You've already proofed it. You, you know what I mean? You've kind of already seen it so much that you've kind of memorized it. You know what you're supposed to be saying, and then you have yep. to proof it again. And then you have to send basically the corrections to guy and then you have to check it again to make sure that the corrections were done right because sometimes you can get weird crap happen when you're cutting and pasting and stuff and so and then the printer sends you proof like okay this is what we're printing you know make sure and at that point it costs you money so any change you make you're paying for so then you're like oh son of a bitch like is it, is it worth it is it worth it? Yeah, you know, you're having to make that call. It's like the worst part of my job. I absolutely love my job, but those proofs are just like, oh, dang it, man. And guys like so, are just like. So what's funny, Wooly, is take exactly what you're talking about, about proofing it, seeing it. You know, you've, you've written it, doing it over and over and over again. But take all of that, and that's basically exactly what I do, except it's with engineering CAD drawings that I'm sending to suppliers and we're going to build 10,000 units that'll actually get installed in customers' cars. And if it's done wrong, hey, hey. I don't know. Jesse, did you tell these people listening, like, Chris is an engineer for E3 Spark Plug? Right, so, right. I said that. It, well, I, I think I mentioned some of it in the beginning, but yeah. So that's what he does. Yeah, that's more stressful. Mine's embarrassing. Yours is embarrassing <laughs> and, like, legally. <laughs> and dangerous. Yeah. I like to think I'm very good at my job and, you know, we take quality control incredibly seriously. 
And uh, I believe that we offer a great product. So, you know, no issues on that front for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, I will right, see guys, all of y'all Friday. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Bubba, thank you for joining us on the internet with us right now. Don't forget to eat your prunes. S3 Magazine. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Later, man. Later.